0: I think they were probably just in shock. I mean, nobody outside of OU fans and even some OU fans thought we were even going to compete in that game.
1: Right.
2: You're listening to the Fox Den Sports Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Todd and his three sons, Kellen, Garrett, and Gannon.
3: welcome back to all of our friends family and our foes to the fox in sports podcast along with my two oldest sons kellen and garrett i'm todd fox and we are the fox Den sports podcast and we've got my brother-in-law and kellen and garrett's uncle clay bench mcdonald with us today and we got a lot of things uh we want to cover sorry we were not we were unable to be on the podcast last week. I had uh, I had to be in Orlando and had meetings. And we were going to try to do it uh, either later on that week. Nobody could. I tried to get it done Saturday right after the big uh, Red River rivalry game. But none of the boys wanted to. Then I tried to do it Sunday before they didn't want to. So to be honest with you, it's all their fault. So just being honest with you. So here we Man, go. Give us that three-minute warning. There you go. And today marks our 98th episode. What player do you think of that wore the jersey number ninety-eight? I'm gonna take one out of left
0: field, but uh, Sooner legend Jordy Ball, pitcher of Oklahoma Sooners, recently transferred to you know Nebraska, but she was a two-time national championship winner. Pretty much carried us there, to be honest. We had a great great team, but pitching wise, unstoppable. So I'm gonna go Jordy ball 98 Oklahoma seniors go Robert
2: Mathis spent his 14 years as a linebacker with the Indianapolis Colts excellent player um you know remember well actually
3: I he went by Roberto
0: I was blanking shit
2: that's <laughs> cool. Rodrigo Rodrigo.
0: Oh yeah, or oh, with that guy. Yeah, that guy. That's a cool guy too.
1: And technically, Jordy Ball didn't come from left field. That came from the pitcher's mound.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's usually a, a saying you say whenever you're like, "Whoa, didn't see that one coming." But yes, that is fair. Yeah,
1: we all predicted that before the yeah, podcast. But it,
2: just, it just ended up confusing everybody. It wasn't really worth it.
3: Exactly.
1: I'm going to go with Tony Saragusa. a to tackle. He was a. Outstanding player, but he was even a funnier, probably nice. better, an analyst on the sidelines um, um, before he passed away. But he was awesome, awesome player.
3: Yeah, he was hilarious, hilarious. I will go with Mr. Grant Winstrom. The uh, I think he won two or three national titles at uh, Nebraska. He won a Super Bowl with st louis rams we met him i was on his board of directors when we lived in springfield missouri i've still got his phone number boys met him you guys remember that when you guys got to meet him so pretty big big old guy but a real nice guy too so and he was like the lombardi award winner um two-time consensus all-american so obviously a really really good football player and probably honestly a nicer guy so all right Unfortunately, like I said a minute ago, we were unable to do the podcast last week. But we've got to talk to talk about the OU Texas matchup that we all um, predicted OU would win on the podcast. But uh, Clay was actually there. Garrett, where were you watching at your place? I was at work watching. At Kellum was at home. Let's talk about it. What were your? It's been a week later. How do you feel?
0: First, I just want to hear from Clay about kind of like what the environment was like. Cause I I've wanted to go to a game for so long, but I feel like if I would would have gone for the rest of my life and my whole life, like that game would have probably been at the top no matter what, anyways. So I just want to know what that game was like.
1: Right? Yeah. So first
3: off, Garrett had papers on tickets, so <laughs> that's he's just not, he's one not going.
1: Yeah, is number one reason for not going. Exactly. Dad, are you going (laughs) to go? Anyway, go ahead. (laughs) Dad, I I think I'd get two tickets. You would to take one of them and pay for both. Uh, So, uh, yeah, it was like, well, for one, for us, I've probably been, I don't know, maybe 200 OU games in my life, bowl games, big 12 championships, uh, away games, different things of that nature. But I'd never made it to know you, Texas. And a lot of it was job situation, but money tickets are excruciating high compared to regular thing. And so just randomly, I found tickets like that week of the game. So um, decided to go and I talked to I think four different people that go or had been the year before and just say, hey, you know, kind of give me a little bit of what I'm in for. What do I need to do? And there's one of my friends that I work with, her, and she's probably been to about the last seven or eight. And she said, "You will never understand how many people are there and how long it takes you to get everywhere until you go." And I was like, "All right." Well, what I didn't realize is I'd, I'd heard of people going to the fair but not going into the game. Well, then I read the next day on some um, you know some post or whatever that there was an estimated 92,000 people at the game and an additional 150,000 inside the state fair park goodness. And so literally when they say it's packed, it was the most packed place I'd ever been in my entire life. Cause you could not, you couldn't go anywhere where there wasn't people. And so we stayed, we decided we were going to try to do the transit system because the parking is atrocious down there. It's not made for, you know, half a million people at, at one time. And, uh, so we decided we were going to try to take the transit system. Transit system is not the greatest, um, but mainly because our, the train we were coming in on broke down and we had to <laughs> kind of back up and go get on another bus. And it took me to a different place. And then I was totally confused. And then everybody had to try to jump on one train at a time. By that time that train got to us, it was completely full. So we just decided to hop on some buses and, uh, and so Luckily, they do a pretty good job with the b- buses, is that they, the police block some lanes, especially when it gets closer to the fair park, and uh, so we we're able just to go straight into the fair park, and then you just kind of walk in, and you're just like, oh my gosh, it's so many people, and I would say, I don't think I, I'd say with all those people, there were maybe less than a hundred that I saw that were not in an OU or Texas gear. And that was like, you know, cause you know, you guys go to the OU home games and stuff like that. And there's a lot of people there just in regular clothes and stuff. No, everybody was OU or Texas. You knew who was cheering for who. So anyways, we go in, game day was there and uh, that was packed. We couldn't hardly, we tried to get up there. We left our hotel at seven if you drove straight from Plano to the fair park, it was a 28 minute drive. We got into the fair park. We left at seven and we got our 7:20 and got into the fair park at about nine 15. So almost two hours it took us to get there. And, uh, but you know, luckily the game started at 11. So we had a little bit of time. We still got to our sheets about 45 minutes before the game time, but like, I guess they changed some things we tried to walk around one way and it was where the ou and texas buses were parked and they had it all blocked off with i mean they had horses they had just lines of people and you know, like you know officers on horses and stuff and they're like nope can't go there and all these people that have been there, like why don't we go this way so ever i mean it was just it's in the middle of you know they say in the middle of the fair you're like literally trying to get into the stadium and you can turn around and buy a corn dog or play some kind of fair game. I mean, it's just all right there. And, of course, the game day made it even worse. And that's You've seen that sign that says Cotton Bowl, and that's the main entrance. Well, that's just pretty much we walked all the way around the stadium to get to our side, couldn't get there, came back around and just walked in right there and just kind of stood in line with everybody else, and then the park's not made for 92,000 people to go. It's like, you know, OU has all the circles and you've seen these stadiums are made for that. This is not made for that. Anyway, so like I said, we get there about 45 minutes before game time and that's, you know, um, game day is doing their predictions inside the stadium. So they got their setup down there and about probably 30 minutes before the game, see Baker Mayfield walking in and I mean, it was unbelievable. When he walked in, it was like, like no other, it was just, it was like the game was going on. I mean, people just started going nuts The the guys were just warming up like normal and, uh, and people were going nuts when Baker Mayfield came in there and just like, oh my gosh, so that was fun. Just, I've never been to a game where everybody cheered all the time. You know how at OU games you everybody puts the one up on the kickoffs. Everybody stood up and did the on every single kickoff because you know you do it whether it's you're returning or you're kicking. So there's a lot a lot of a lot of kickoffs, a lot of points scored. And so um that was exciting. And you know they they do the pregame. They do all of OU's pregame almost identical and then they do all of Texas pregame almost identical. So the band plays the same songs. Um, they do the intro video that they play at OU. There's only one. Um, they do, you know, we had the state flag out there, just like Texas had their state flag out there. So anyway, so that was all that. Man, I'm just like standing there going, I'm worn out. And then they had two F-18 fighter jets fly over. And I mean, you know, you, can, you knew it was a big game anyways, but just like there was, it was so loud all the time. And there's a couple times during the game I kind of look down at my phone and just kind of see, you know, like, hey, what's going on? And all of a sudden somebody's cheering, and I look up, and they're doing, you know, offsides, Oklahoma. And I'm like, why are we cheering? Oh, yeah, half the stadium here is HOU. And uh, and so they're cheering, but you can't tell any difference. And uh, so that's kind of the prelude up to the game. And, I mean, I, I literally, I'll be honest with you, I was exhausted by the time the game started because there's just – So much going on. And so it's so excited. But, you know, of course, the adrenaline kicks in for me and I'm not even playing in the game, but um, was so happy. The, uh, the, the final touchdown was scored right in front of us in our end zone. And uh, so you know, I thought when it was watching, of course, you know, you're always watching the quarterback or whatever. I thought, Oh my gosh, he's going to get sacked. Yes. everybody Jump up real quick, snap it, you know, down it so we can go kick field goal. And gosh, I hope they, I hope that, I mean, this is all kind of going through my head. I was like, before it even happens, i was like, man, I hope the, uh, the overtime's on the OU end and, and uh, maybe it'd be better to go first. Cause we could lose the, Uh, lose the toss, and then they're going to choose defense first, but at least we can do it down here on OU's end. I mean, I didn't think of all that on the last play, but I was thinking that as we were marching down, because, you know, you're just hoping for a field goal, not necessarily a touchdown, and you know, you can see the pictures of him, you know, when Nick Anderson catches that ball, he kind of goes into the cheerleaders and stuff, Like it was so crowded on the sidelines because there's so many people there like governor Stitt was there and all his entourage. And then there's just tons of former OU players. I couldn't even, I knew he caught it, but after that, I never saw him again. It's just like, I don't know where he went. And, uh, and so I don't know how many people I hugged and gave high five to that I've never met before in my life. I actually got to kind of become friends with the guy sitting next to me, um, and uh but i didn't i didn't it didn't really care we didn't care i mean and what was crazy too is everybody just throw started throwing whatever was in their hand so i got drenched with i think i was pretty sure it was water because it didn't smell uh but there were empty beer cans just fine we're throwing it on ourselves and (laughs) that's what i was thinking i was like what are we doing you're supposed to be throwing this and uh, uh on on your people you don't like but man stuff was just after they scored, it was like it was raining. There was so much stuff of junk, and uh, we did the, uh, after I think, I can't remember when they scored on OU's end, but they did the old, threw the ball out the back of the, over the over the stands out into the fair park and stuff, so I mean, it was, you know, that was pretty funny, but um, anyway, so that's kind of a, really not much about the game, but just kind of what I experienced as just a fan. Yeah. Yeah, I know Baker was on
0: the McAfee version of it whenever they were throwing the ball out and they were all super confused. So Baker was explaining it to them and they thought that was pretty sick. Oh, but...
1: okay. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't know that McAfee, I knew he was doing it, but I couldn't ever find him because they were on the far end right in front of the most. Team.
0: Yeah, they were all that. I think they were rooting for Texas, so that's where
1: they were oh, yeah. at.
0: But yeah.
3: Gotcha. So other teams don't do that? throwing the ball out?
0: Yeah. I don't think we're the only ones, but I don't think it's a very popular thing, no, not at all.
3: Interesting. Okay.
1: Yeah. I'm used to with, that.
3: That.
1: you know, and just I Todd and I and I I mean, I'm right now I'm ranking it as my number 1 favorite game I've ever been to and I've been to a lot, but uh you know, Todd and I have always said that the OU Nebraska game and the National Championship year in 1 was or to two thousand. Yeah. Um was the uh this uh, if this wasn't better, it's pretty dang close. But and, for sure. You know, and I've been to Alabama and like I said, the Big Twelve champion, Big Twelve Championships and Bowl games aren't near as fun as home games. No, oh, yeah. There's no atmosphere at those games. I mean, of course I hadn't been to the national championship games. So I'm sure those are fun. But um anyways, so yeah, it was uh um and it was kind of weird though, like after the game, I kind of went around and I took a picture and it was probably maybe 30, 45 minutes after the game and there was like, it didn't even look like there was a football game that had even happened because, you know, it's not, nobody's home field and so everybody's packing up all their stuff. Sidelines were 100% empty. Yeah. Uh, and there's just a few people kind of walking around on the field and I'm like, this is, this is weird. But, you know, and then we had to, um, you know, leave and I was telling my wife, I was like, Okay, let's get through this little crowd cuz we didn't know exactly where the transit system was and or where we load up at and there you you just there was always a crowd. So, I finally just had to peel off kind of in between a concession stand trailer and just kind of sit there and try to find it on my maps where the place was cuz we did not want to walk the wrong way. And it took us and the game was long. The game, you know, started at 11 and it was around four, wasn't it? No, around three before it ended. It was close mm-hmm. to three o'clock before it ended. And we got to our car. It was like 5 45. And, uh, and like I said, it was only a 30 minute drive, but it just took that long waiting in line and waiting your turn. And I'd probably do some things differently if I ever went again. But, um, uh, that's, I, they told me, you know, like I said, everybody told me to expect that you know the crowds and stuff so i was a, i was a little more patient than i probably normally would have been but, especially after a win yeah for sure that definitely helps but you know a lot of people talk about their fights and all that kind of stuff i think that's in the past i think there used to be a lot of fights when they did stuff on um what was it uh todd what was it used to do on friday nights yeah um, I know,
3: yeah Downtown. or Yeah. The big, everybody's down West, West end. District. West end. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. I think there are a lot of fights in, but I saw one person talking trash from Texas to an OU guy. And I was like, dude, you better watch out. Cause that dude is like twice my size and you're that Texas guy was like half my size, but whatever reason they were talking trash and then went on, but I never saw anybody else even making fun. I mean, and you're sitting there yelling, you know, boomer sooner boomer sooner in texas sucks like literally on the trains right and there's like a lady right in front of me that's decked out in all her texas stuff and you're just like texas sucks, and she just starts laughing and then they do their chair and goes oh you sucks, <laughs> and you just laugh I, mean, I don't know I, I really was expecting a lot more tension but especially after a game like that but you know wasn't that bad i think they were probably just in shock
0: i mean nobody Right. Outside of OU fans, and even some OU fans, thought we were even going to compete in that game. Right. And that's right. I think the biggest thing takeaway is just physicality. Like, from the get-go, and this is one thing, again, going back to Pat McAfee, but he does his thing with A.J. Hawk, we used to be a really good linebacker. They were interviewing Stutzman, and he was talking to Stutzman. He's like, A.J. said from the beginning of the game he could tell that Oklahoma – came with a different kind of physicality than texas mm-hmm. sure and he said that right there is never he knew that we were in for they were in for a fight so yeah. i would say physicality wise it's uh
1: we yeah, I, loved,
0: I loved what i saw
1: probably one of the biggest things i've noticed with ou this year you know and that was my uh third game to see in person this year is just how well we are tackling yes um And how well we don't miss out there on the, you know, I don't want to jinx us for the UCF game coming up, but, you know, they throw those little, like that very first play, they throw a little, it was the exact same play, you know, that they scored two years ago on the first play of the game. game, Savior Warrior Worthy. And, uh, you know, that one went for what, 80, 70 yards. And this one we tackle him right at the line of scrimmage just because we have, I don't, I mean, I, I, they say we have better players. I can't, I mean, I'm sure we do, but, um, you know, I just, there's a focus on defense it. finally. Yeah. We just tackle and we're always, not always, but we're in the right places. I mean, just like that goal line stand was oh, NBA, incredible. And it was right in front of Texas's fans. Yes. Oh, and, yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. Cause even like after that, we got that ball, you know, we, we had like a, um, I don't think we ran one and maybe got like, it was like fifteen yards, yards but, and Ty then we, yeah. you know, I think didn't we ended up punting out of there? Uh, I don't remember for that, sure.
3: That then, one's the one where Gabriel made that he, run he did
1: a long run and like then Schmidt. 50-yard run
3: and then Schmidt missed the field goal.
1: Okay. That was so the same drive. It was when they were on that end zone, and you know, I think it was like third down, and Gabriel like leaned in. You know, to tell all the linemen the play, or if he was changing the play, or whatever, and it was loud. And then all of a sudden, when he leaned in, I have never like truly felt, and this is hard to explain, but I truly felt the noise from the Texas fan go to another level. Like, I it was, it was like a wind, a sound wave hit me or something. I was just like, I looked at the guy next to me. I was like, oh my god. And uh, and I'm sure OU fan sounded like that to them, but you know. And then we. So it was, uh, they were, they were getting after it, their fans were and stuff. And, and, uh, but you know, it, it just, you know, you said it good physicality. I mean, it just when you're in the right place and you make good tackles, it's pretty easy to be physical because you're, yeah you prepared yourself to get to the right place and they all know where they're going this year. And, uh. It's only going to get better, too, once these these
3: defensive tackles and all these other guys that keep coming in. I think we need to definitely get some more offensive linemen, which I know we will, but everybody yeah. I see is defense and, like, skill players.
1: Yeah. Yeah, our receivers definitely were, got a lot better this year. And since sure. we lost Anthony. Um, yeah, that's terrible. But, goals. you know, Nick Anderson was kind of a backup. It, yeah, and He'll be – so that'll be good. But, you know, that Petway will start playing a lot more. Um, and then you know, Gavin Freeman will still play quite, quite play. Jaden will get bit. more play
0: time. He, he's been
1: that Jaden
0: Gibson, he's been that guy we'll put in, whatever. yeah. He's super tall. And then super you know,
1: that was interesting the, the Iowa State game they threw that long bomb to that Brennan Thompson that transferred from Texas, and then I hadn't heard from him. Before or since. He didn't even mm-hmm. play in the Texas game. So, I think he's going to be up there the next level. So, we've got some depth at wide receiver. It's just our running backs are struggling. Sure. And, uh, you know, so that – I think if if we had a – I truly think if we had a running back and a couple more offensive linemen to provide some depth, that we would be right there with everybody. I know the rankings say we are, but I still think we're a little bit away.
3: Yeah, we are we're a little bit away kellen how did uh, the game like in atlanta i know you were watching it but how's how's that rivalry of ou texas obviously it's probably not talked about near enough it's probably more georgia alabama alabama auburn type of territory but georgia florida i mean but i mean i know you know some people know know some buddies and stuff what do they all have to say before the game and after
2: I mean, everybody was watching this game pretty much. I got multiple texts at, at, by the end of the game because I told everybody we were going to win that game and not a single person. one Only one guy said, we can win that game. But I was the only per Everybody else said, no shot. And I was the only one that said, we will win this game. But everybody was definitely watching it. Everybody. So everybody loved it. I mean, some people from Taylor's work came to our apartment because they were from Texas, so they're Texas fans. Ugh. And they weren't saying too too much until about a minute forty five left in the game. <laughs> They're like, "Hey, how Kellen, how you feeling?" And I was like, "Feeling all right. I just I don't know. I had this feeling the whole game. i most stressed out I've been in a game in a long time. But I also thought, yeah, we should the, the entire game thought we should win this game. We're the better team. If we don't win, it's not it's our fault. And I mean, it was everybody's texting me stuff after, by the end of it. And it was I don't know. It was yeah i went to work told told everybody it's my favorite holiday of the year yeah you know every once in a while i would take a year off but it's all right makes it sweeter (laughs) the next one
3: well i know there's some people like most likely most likely anything can happen but we'll probably meet them in the big 12 championship unless something you know key players get hurt or whatever But anything can happen but most likely we, we have a good shot at that happening Guy, um, at the meeting I was at last week was saying, Oh, you know, I just think Texas is better. Um, they just didn't have a good game. They had, you know, the two what do you have two picks and then a fumble? Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, Yeah, but OU's defense created that, man. Like, and here's the thing that's the thing. That's what somebody said, they don't make that mistakes staying. like
2: that. And no, I said, We forced those
3: mistakes, we forced, but them. also, we're
2: like, you want no. to know the reason that game was even close? Special teams. Our if offense that, was way better. Our defense oh. was way better. We made some special teams mistakes, and that's the only reason that was a game.
3: If that one guy makes that block, I don't even know who it was, but then they 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 block, and most of the time that's blocked, and it goes out of the end zone. It's a safety. But they would have gotten the ball but, regardless. Yeah, but there's still.
2: the there's the blocked punt for a touchdown. Yeah, there's the there's the missed field goal. Missed I think was goal. it after the blocked punt for the touchdown that mm-hmm. we had that we tried to do the
0: lateral. And that cost us forty something yards. That and um, then that same drive, he punts it for twenty-five total yeah. yards. The, the, our punter's not good. How if many we, times do we go
3: for it on fourth down? I think we only went for it twice. We missed and, it both. Both times. That's what I thought. Kellen, you were gonna say something else. Sorry. Well, I was just saying we just clean up special
0: teams and it's not even close.
1: Yeah, Drake Stoops dropped that one. Yeah, he about the fifty yard line.
0: He had multiple drops he too. Had some like drops, the, the the fourth down one he had a wonder where he was coming across the middle too i can't i can't remember where it was at yeah. in the
1: game but I it was
0: thrown a was
3: little like, bit behind him but you still got to make that catch he, he didn't do good
1: really until that last drive and then he, he killed yeah, it exactly at, you know and i i think even what his best play is remember when Farouk caught it and then he ran around and and got me about 15 yards all the way up to the 50s block. block he's a him. he can block man yeah he did that last uh two years ago
3: uh with kennedy brooks on those runs mm-hmm. that he made at the end
1: yeah, he can block for a Fantastic. little bit. Like that.
3: I'll tell you, it's so much different now than like last year at this time. We were just like, "Oh my goodness, we stink." And Now, like, here's the thing: we're, we're
1: three what, and two.
3: Yeah, three and two. we're six and zero oh right now, right? So anything could happen. But what I'm saying, and we haven't played, you know, the best teams. Like, and, but we didn't play the best teams last year anyway. And you can only, you can only uh, play who's on your schedule. So I know driving to work that morning, I was sitting there thinking, you know. I had I had concerns, a little bit of concerns about Gabriel. Then I started thinking, you know, he had a really good game against Florida State. Not that they're a great defense, but they got athletes. And I'm like, if he can have that kind of game against Texas, I said, I like our chances. And before the game, on our uh, last podcast, I know I, me and uh, Diego, was it me and Diego both said that we didn't think he was clutch. And and what, yeah. else, what was the word we used? Gamer. Uh, gamer. I can tell you he's a gamer now. I mean, he he proved it to me after that game. You know he he was fantastic, and I mean, and, and the thing is, is he still? There were still some plays that he he made some bad reads and bad throws. That's, but at the same time, the guy. And how long have I been saying it? Of course, he's only been on the team two years, but have him run a little bit more. And he they've been doing that, and man, he's he's good.
1: I think the that, biggest difference to me with him this year from last year is he's not missing those horribly wide open receivers, I mean, that are way wide open and then he horribly misses them. I mean, he's he's gonna miss some. I mean, you know, we forget about the Kyler and Baker and and Jalen miss some passes too, but um he doesn't do he's not doing that this year. He just looks so comfortable out there and uh, you know, just doesn't make any mistakes. I mean that's his big thing. He may throw in the in or incompletion, but it's better than an interception.
0: Well, that's the thing too. Is like even though, yeah, he had a remarkable game. He only completed like maybe sixty percent of his passes in one touchdown pass, if I'm not mistaken, at the very end. So like, that's about an average game for Dylan Gabriel. And I know it's against a much better defense, yeah. but there is a lot more time for him to improve. Oh, he when will. we see him again. Yeah. And also Quinn, I don't care if he had three turnovers. Uh, after that, he had the
1: game of his life.
0: Like yeah. up and he in his Brooklyn career Texas
1: record was it 19 straight completions
0: yeah 19 straight it, up until this game he was like i think 25 on passes of 20 plus yards that game he was like three for three for a bunch of yards so wow. he's he's a terrible quarterback when throwing it downfield and also like you just said 19 in a row he'll never do that again for sure not against us so you can guarantee that he's going to have a big drop off and he's going to still make mistakes. Our defense is still going to force him Cause like Kellen said, like we force those turnovers. We're top 10, if I'm not mistaken in interceptions in the country. So We're number it's two. not, it's not a fluke. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Number two. It's not a fluke.
3: So where's, where's that Ethan downs been all year, man. That guy had a game. Good fine team. by me. I don't yeah. care if you wait till Texas or not. I sure. mean, like you said, he, he
0: showed up. Yeah. And so did Canik too. I know. Canick's been all over the place, but he was all over the place, and I think Stutzman wasn't. He didn't have his greatest game. I know he was kind of. Well, they were keeing on with him. his yeah. shoulder they injury. On yeah, but that's where Jaron came up huge. Sure. He and did. then das- Dasan McCullough, Oh my gosh, man, that guy's going to be insane. Yeah. He's, He's really a, good. I,
1: I think he might end up being our best defensive player by the end of the year. You think so,
0: so? McCola?
1: Yeah. I can. I can when, see. It. I do wish we out. rushed
0: him a little bit more though, because that's where he. Really mm-hmm. thrives, he's, but yeah, I like six that. four, six four. Yeah, like yeah. 215, 220.
3: Big and lanky, he's good. I said Gentry Williams would be the uh the member, the, and he had that pick early, the second play of the game. And he had a really good game. Uh, Kellen predicted come out, hit him quick. And uh, I said we just needed to just strike first, force
2: turnovers, and not turn the ball over. And those are all three things we did.
0: Yeah, I uh. It, one thing too is he didn't play, I think, like halfway through the third or the fourth quarter for sure. Like, he didn't play about the second half of the game. And that really hurt us because sure. they mentioned it on air. Key Lawrence playing at cornerback at a position he hasn't played in college as a fourth year. Like, that is not a good sign. And I don't know what happened to Dolby either because he wasn't in there. But if Gentry's in that game too for the rest of it, ah
3: there's no telling because he was locking down that half of the field. Yeah. It was a fantastic, fantastic. And I know, I mean, a lot's happened since then. I know we went to five and then now we're down back down to six, which is fine by me. You just keep winning. That's all you can do is just keep winning. And um, we have a shot of being in the, in the uh, playoffs. You know, obviously if we win the big 12 as well. One Um,
0: quick question on that. Now I asked dad this yesterday.
3: Yeah. Ask him.
0: I'm trying to think of exactly what I said, but if you could pick one of the scenarios, would it be make it to the college football playoff by by beating Texas in the Big 12 championship and lose or lose to Texas in the Big 12 championship and play USC in a New Year's Six Bowl and beat them? So would you rather essentially beat Texas twice and lose in the college football playoff or Beat Texas or split Texas and beat USC in a big in a big bowl game. Beat Texas twice.
1: Yep, I'm beat Texas twice because for one, I'm kind of done with Lincoln Riley, and I think they're going to lose a couple more games, so I don't think they're going to make it to the New Year Six, anyways. But it's fair. Um, anytime you can make it to the playoffs, man, you got to take that one.
2: That and just like, I don't know. I think we just need to stop living in the the Lincoln Riley era. Like we're acting like we're rebounding with yeah. Venable's. No, but like. Hey, let's just I agree. Uh, let's just let's just be here. Like let's stop. We're in a better place. He's in his, where he wants to be. We're we're great. I'd rather be in the college football playoffs and I think there's only one team that I'm that I'd be scared of. And that's Michigan. I think we can beat for sure any
0: of the other teams. I'm just thinking of it more ways that the, while Riley's still not not I mean kind of fresh like that would be an awesome win, just to oh man! But I get what y'all are saying. Like beating Texas twice whenever it's their best top tie- year in fifteen sure. years, like that—that's also pretty fun as well. And here's the Plus, thing: I would, I'm not—I don't want to hand that Big Twelve championship off the last one to them as we leave. Like, us, that yeah, would be a, mm-hmm. put it pretty sour. Baker Mayfield taste sa-
2: himself said he'll always have more Big Twelve championships than Texas, <laughs> and I want to keep it that way. <laughs>
0: That's yeah, true. on the yeah on the Pat McAfee <laughs> show, he asked him like how he's feeling headed into the game, and how and Baker said, "I'm feeling pretty good, especially considering that I'll always have more championships than Texas." And I was like, "That's uh,
3: that's pretty awesome. I never even thought of that." But it's that should bad. be on a shirt. Yeah, yeah no, okay, <laughs> really should great, great segue. I guess. What are your thoughts on that shirt? With oh, I mean, mean love it's, it. Okay, but Venables wearing it—is that bother you Love at it. all? Bulletin you, board material. Nah. You want to know why nope. that team's
2: fired up and why that team's who they are? It's because like they have a coach that's in there with them. Like you don't want some dude that's like making all these, like I don't know, rules and all. Afraid of just to up.
0: put a target on his back.
2: Yeah, you want a coach that's down there, that's down in the trenches with you right there, and that's what Venables is, and that's why we came out there at hundred and ten percent immediately. Because of our coach. It's Jim, if
0: if Dion like did Johnson. it, it would have been nothing. Like if Dion did that, we wouldn't even think twice sure. about it.
3: But yeah. Not well, venable's doing it. It's a little different, but I love it. Well, it's a little different, plus it's our team, though, too. I just don't like bullseyes. But he's like that's like Jimmy Johnson was with Miami. I'm not he didn't ever wear a shirt like that, but he was he was mouthy I mean Switzer mouthy. wore with hats. The cowboys.
1: Yeah, he did. True. Sure. Well, somebody from Texas is going to say something between now and the Big 12 championship, and we'll Very have just true. as much. Like, y'all got lucky, or y'all should Act like won. it's our Or Super
0: I mean, Bowl. Like, that's what all the players are I saying.
2: Think, I don't know. Dad might have retweeted it, but they were all saying, like, we're, we're at, bragging about this and acting like we just won the Super Bowl that's or something. Championship? Yeah. And it's like, y'all made a full-on documentary last year when you beat our worst team in the last decade. We just beat your best team in the last decade in a game that we were not supposed to win. Yeah, but you all wanted to make a documentary about beating us without a quarterback. <laughs>
0: no, I. That's my least favorite thing I've seen is the fact that they think we had the best game we could possibly have, and that they had one of their worst, and we barely beat them. I'm like, both teams had so many miscues. If anything, sure. it cancels out. But ours and, costed us the most points. And both
2: teams are great teams. Like, like I'm not. I'm not saying. No, I agree. Hundred percent. We yes. we beat a good team.
0: 100%. That's another thing and I even, hate though too is watching all these big shows like Joe Clatt or like ESPN does one the there's another one on CBS I watch like all they can say at the game is Texas is still a good team blah 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 like they it's still in their hands to get in the playoffs like they're not even talking about Oklahoma still
3: and, that's, and that fine. that's fine let it let it hopefully some of our, our players are listening to that and gives them a little bit of motivation I don't know I think it's great, though, personally. Mm-hmm. How do you see the UCF game going?
1: I think we'll, it'll start out slow. I think there's a lot of, uh, um, you know, coming back. Off that Texas high bye week. Um, I think you're a little bit, just a little bit out of routine and different things like that. So I, I don't think it's going to be. We're 19, I think 19 and a half point favorites. So yes. far, I think we've covered the spread on every single game. Um, so I could see it being in that 17 to 20 range game uh, by the time it's said and done with. But uh, I see it kind of playing out like Iowa State where it got, kind of got close and you're like, ooh, and then then we kind of take care of it. But I don't know, UCF's defense is pretty bad, so.
0: I mean, and too, This is the quarterback's first game back, and since like week two, I think, because uh-huh. he's been out with injury, so could be some rust there, which is good for us. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like you said, I mean, they are—they're not a good football team. They're worse than I was expecting heading into the year personally. Were, were they but...
1: the ones that came back on Baylor, or Baylor came? Baylor back on... came back on them. Yeah. Yeah. The very. That was. There's been a lot of crazy Big Twelve games this year
0: including that houston west virginia game i don't yeah. know if you guys, that was insane too but
3: i don't know K- clay sent me a text today kansas ou is 11 o'clock as well in in Lawrence. which
0: they're keep on resting Jalen daniels and i know that's probably going to be the game he comes back and that
1: guy's i heard that scary he,
3: i heard that he may not even come back is what i'm hearing
1: that's what i heard too that's what i keep, keep hearing is he's not coming through. back
3: exactly I mean, that's exactly the, what I heard. One of the
1: rumors I heard was is that Leopold's going to get Michigan State and Daniels is going with him.
3: Wow. Okay. I could 100% see that. I could see it. He didn't want to get
0: banged up or hurt anymore. But yeah, go back to the UCF game. I'll go like 45 to 16,
3: 44, 19 some weird they're gonna to try to go for some two or something i don't know Kel, what about you uh 52 17 yeah do you guys want to see jackson arnold at some point or do you are you t- i was expecting I, him I, see oh him. yeah
2: against texas I you know? that, yeah that i was expecting him, I, I was, I was expecting such a blowout that he was starting during the fourth quarter like it, it, was, it was like, <laughs> hey, let's just go ahead and slap him I, you
0: know you know texas fans are expecting Archmania to get in that game I saw that a lot too. Uh, it's third
1: string.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, I don't even remember them he showing hasn't played yet. They yeah, show yeah but him I all? saw
0: people saying, they're like,
2: Oklahoma just wants to win this game. If we have anything less than what we did last year, it's going to be a disappointment. Okay, buddy. Yeah. Yep. Well, or all
0: these man. tweets saying, "Uh, Texas 42, Oklahoma 3. And everyone's like, what? And it's like, you guys are better this year. So we'll give you that that little bit it's like oh my gosh
3: very rarely did you hear any of the national media say hey oh you got beat was it 49 and nothing the year before and their quarterback was out the whole t- whole game very rarely did you ever hear that and it's i mean if, if quinn 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 team. doesn't play if quinn years doesn't play i mean we i get well we probably smoke him i'm not saying we shut him out but i guarantee we smoke him
2: you a know okay for him
3: but yeah two good teams it's great See that rivalry? It's my favorite rivalry uh, in all the sports that I watch. I for sure, I just, I
1: just don't think there's anything like it because you know I've got a friend that's a big Notre Dame fan, and another one's a big Michigan fan, and and then they, they agree. Uh, <laughs> what does that mean? That's did I say something Rivalry.
3: That's rivalry. R- rivalry.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, you got it right. Whatever. The first
1: time. The first time you forgot the yell. <laughs> i've got a cold um but they all they all agree that ou texas is bigger just because of the half stadium um, yeah. thing, and and not necessarily i don't think anybody understands the fair or cares about that which to me that's huge but just the half and half i mean every year And I've heard people go, okay, I believe y'all think that's cool because you got to go to Texas and play. And I go, well, technically they're both the same distance from the campuses. But um, there is, if if in the DFW area, they're all Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys fans. And if you take the colleges, it's probably 30% OU, 30% Longhorns. Thirty percent Texas A and M, and the other ten percent like North Texas or Texas SMU or something. Yeah, yeah Yeah, SMU TCU. They're but OU's are just right there with the Longhorns in the DFW area. So our biggest
3: our biggest um, store that sells OU merchandise is um, in Prosper, Texas.
1: Really? Yeah, for OU. Yeah,
3: that tells you anything. Pretty funny,
1: and that's about. 45 minutes north of Dallas.
3: Is that what it is? I didn't, I didn't mm. know exactly. Wow. What what bigger bigger rivalry game, rivalry game, Oklahoma, Texas, Ohio State, Michigan? Oklahoma, Texas. You think? I don't think I'm so. I'm probably 100%. biased, but I say Oklahoma, Texas. For me, yeah. hundred percent. I, I think nationally, I think it's Ohio State, Michigan. That's
0: Michigan probably, yeah. doesn't have as big of a brand as either <laughs> Texas or Oklahoma. I would say Ohio State's kind of on that same level. As Oklahoma, Texas, but Michigan's got a big brand, dude. I mean, big brand. Mm. I wouldn't put them top five, and I'd have both Oklahoma and Texas top five. I don't even. I don't know.
1: I think to me, the OU Texas is just bigger. Like I said, the half the half stadium. Only, Michigan, Texas, Michigan, Ohio State's home and home.
3: Who are some other ones? You got USC, UCLA, which is whatever. You got Georgia, Florida, Georgia, Alabama, Alabama, Auburn,
1: Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, I Tennessee, Florida, too. What's that? I'd put my rankings on that would be um, OU Texas, Auburn, Alabama. Really? uh, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida. And then my fifth would probably be Army, Navy.
0: Yeah. I'd agree with the Auburn, Alabama second. Because if you think, too, like when both teams are good. Sure. Like Oklahoma, Texas clears it. And then, like, I think of Auburn-Alabama game, if they're both ranked or both really good teams, that's a... I mean, that's a huge game
1: they as well.
3: hate each other. Yeah. I, I think Hugh Freeze will get that turned around, but I don't know how much longer uh, Saban will be there, to be honest yeah. with you. It's unfortunate. Well, we appreciate uh, Clay joining us on our 98th fun. episode of the Fox In Sports podcast. I know we got two more and we're at 100, man. That's... Crazy to even think about that uh they were there were almost at a hundred podcasts Um just exciting. Love football. I know there is NFL going on right now. Dallas and uh who is it? Chargers. I still think Chargers are gonna win that thing.
1: Rangers end up winning. Yeah,
3: they did. They they won five to four. You and mm-hmm. I are probably the only one. Well, you or I are the only ones on this podcast that care about baseball. tell you about somebody that's uh clutch little little bryce harper already he had a home run again today so man man he's incredible for philadelphia so fantastic but no it was fun Uh, i know uh we'll we'll do it again uh podcast again next week get a little uh ucf uh recap and go from there but clay thanks appreciate it appreciate it i just want to remind everybody that iron sharpens iron
0: Please stay safe. Be savage and not average.
3: And join the skulk. Until next time. Good. Dude. Bye, bye everybody. everybody. Goodbye. Boomer.
1: Sooner.
2: You've been listening to the Fox Dan sports podcast with Todd Kellen, Garrett, and Gannon. Find us on Facebook at Fox Den Sports. That's Fox with two X's. Drop us an email at foxdensports at yahoo.com. And be sure to share this podcast with other sports fans in your life. This has been Fox Den Sports.